Live from OTB Studios, welcome to the Morning Round. What is up, Frisbee fans? You are tuned in on a Purple Friday to Morning Round. Part of Hey, it's a Disc Golf News podcast here on the OTB Podcast Network. I'm Greggy Biscuits. I am very happy to have in our virtual studio, Leah Synergy. Leah, good morning. Good morning, everyone. We're learning about ourselves. We're learning about uh, our place in time and technology, and we're moving forward inexorably. Uh, yeah. How, how's your? We we struggled with the with the AirPods, but we figured it out. Yeah, we're like <laughs> we're we're fine tuning. We're it's, every day is fine tuning, and if you can't find ways to improve every day, then you know what is life really worth living? That's um, my two word mantra for this year: is small steps. Small steps, Hashtag. right? Yep. Go through it to grow through it. Shout out to our interview yesterday. Um, but we have Leah Sinagini here, athlete. Very nice to see you. You're currently in Texas. We're going to be spending yes. a little more time in Texas pretty soon here on tour. Um, how's your, how are you traveling? You, you, you travel quite a bit. I am well-traveled. My friends in all cities never know where I am until yeah. I'm in front of them. Life on the road is, you're no stranger to it. <laughs> yep. Um, it's been a big off season. You stayed busy. You've been stacking dubs already in 2022 on and off the course. And more, most importantly, you signed a big sponsorship deal. Tell us about your new sponsors here in 2022. Um, so I have two new sponsors uh, that uh, got announced this year so far. and. Uh, one is powwows.com uh, and the other is Lone Star Disc out of Texas. And uh, Lone Star is my biggest contract to date and powwows is my first non-disc golf sponsor. So that's yeah, been exciting. I think our listeners are probably familiar with uh, Lone Star, but tell us a little bit more about powwows and then we'll get into the, the Frisbee golf a little bit later. Okay, so powwows is uh, powwows.com is a, a site created by Paul G. And he lives out of South Carolina. We met uh, at the Throw Pink Women's Disc Golf Championship back in October of last year, uh, which was the same weekend as USDGC. And uh, we connected beforehand on Instagram and became friends that way. And he found me because he started playing disc golf himself uh, during the pandemic. And so uh, we created a relationship together and then uh, he reached out to me about a sponsorship. And so we worked out a deal that uh, I'm super happy about. Um, his, his, the main uh, operations for his powwows.com site is it's just a center for Native American culture through arts, music, and uh, he has a huge following. His podcast that streams live every Thursday, always has a lot of views, especially on uh, Facebook. And um, uh, we're looking forward to working together on uh, some more community involvement efforts, uh, which includes uh, in the Southeast portion, portion of the tour, uh, we'll be hopefully working with some of the native youth and other uh, native community members in the area while I'm uh, near Augusta and um, he's, he's close by to there. So I'm excited to 
to see him again and to to get to get to work with uh, some of these new up and kind of coming native disc golfers. <laughs> that's that's very cool. Great way to celebrate your heritage, obviously Navajo, and then also disc golf and bring those communities together in a really nice way. So you know, not only your first you know full year on the road, but get some extra community engagement there along the way. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. obviously a big part of your role as a PDGA board member too. Yes. And so elected last year, it's a two-year position? Three. Three-year position. So not up for mm-hmm. re-election. So you're just ready to start really, really hammering <laughs> some legislation, I imagine. Yes. <laughs> uh, we have seven board members um, and uh, I'm really excited that I'm one of three women on the board which is super cool to have three of seven women on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we meet, we had a really successful fall summit at the IDGC uh, back in November. And so we've got big things planned. Um, I've been uh, pleasantly surprised by how empowered uh, PDGA uh, allows me to be as far as bringing issues to them and them listening and uh, you know, really, really trying to, to grow the sport in the right way as far as uh, the positive impacts they make, um, which is why I'm on the, um, the Diversity and Outreach Committee. And I also just left, uh, just recently joined the Women's Committee. So now I'm on uh, the board liaison for two of the committees. Now, when we were up in uh, Sacramento, you introduced me to a few of those women who were foundational in the building of kind of not only, you know, the women's game, but disc golf in general. Tell me who, who did I meet that day? Do you remember who was there? Uh, there's Tita Ugalde. And uh, that's the person who I worked with the most. Um, mm-hmm. The other women escaped me, but their PDJ numbers are uh, like in the hundreds digits and the yeah, three super digits. Low, under, so, yeah. so I could find them pretty easily. <laughs> That was cool. That was, the first, that was the first time you had met uh, Tita in person, right? Yes. And I'm actually going to be talking to her again soon, um, just about committee stuff. And uh, um, she's uh, been uh, a great mentor. She always reaches out to me. And uh, we have plans to maybe take a trip together to a Canadian project, um, uh, working with uh, an in first nation community up there that might be in june um but they they got awarded a a grant through our diversity and outreach uh grant program so we're going to be going up there in june and we're still finalizing the details but it's going to be my first legitimate like trip to uh a project site so i'm excited now that's cool i love seeing how disc golfers are using their platform to you know do those installations and really do that community outreach like we saw with Paul over the summer in uh, Central America. So definitely Mm -hmm. want to see more of that growth. And it's such a great sport because it doesn't take a lot to get into it. Um, Jumping back to powwows, do they sponsor a lot of athletes? Uh, Not any others that I know of. It's uh, it was really both of our first times, you know, like we were, we were, we were frank with each other and trying to figure out what kind of relationship would work best for us just because 
Uh, neither of us had, you know, I've never had a non-disc golf sponsor and, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's, um, never had a, an athlete that he sponsored. So, uh, I've, I'm, uh, his first and, uh, he's, he's gotten to talk to some other, I think, uh, Brandon, my friend, Brandon Mathis, if mm-hmm. I have a last different last name, but he's on Instagram and, uh, Brandon Mathis is anyways, his name on Instagram. Sometimes people's names are different. But, I know uh, it's the internet's very <laughs> confusing sometimes, isn't it? I always just everything just Leah Sinajini, and there's only one of me as far as a uh, transparency. Uh, That's part of Leah's platform. Goes. Yeah, but he just got uh, interviewed on Paul G's podcast the the other week. So uh, check that out if uh, you can find it. I think Paul just posted it on the Powwows page on Instagram. So uh, yeah, he he is definitely. Uh, really involved in trying to connect different native communities because mm-hmm. he, he, his daughter is involved in music through marching band and color guard. So okay. um, there's lots of different avenues that he's trying to get into, which is great to see. And you collaborated on some artwork so far, correct? You have something coming out. We- yes. He, he uh, made a logo design for me uh, that's so far been put on stickers, but uh, I'm thinking we're going to come out with something here, uh, OTB X powwows. So um, that's coming down the pipe. Sounds like some potential. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, let's let's jump back into a little bit of plastic and talk about Lone Star Discs. They're outside of Houston. Uh, they're right in the okay, repping. She got the gear. It's um, hard to see on a camera, but it looks cool in person. <laughs> you you actually got to go out to the factory. What was that last week? Yes, I did. Tell tell us about your uh, your excursion to Texas last week because I know you're you're back in Texas. It was a whirlwind because we talked. I guess it's the 11th of February right now. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, so we talked the last week of January, like around the 28th, 27th or so, and. Uh, then by Monday, the 31st of January, we had the uh, deal signed and delivered. And that same Monday, I, w- that I signed it when I was at the Lone Star uh, headquarters. And so when I was planning the trip uh, three days beforehand, I was like, Josh Hofstra is uh, part of the marketing team. And he's kind of like the team manager as far as uh, working with all the pros that, he- that Lone Star is signing. And mm-hmm. so I was like, so if I come on Monday, because it was like Friday, I was like, if I come on Monday, is that cool? And he's like, sure. Yeah, we'd love to have you. I want to clear my schedule and everything. So they've been really welcoming. He he legitimately like cleared his schedule for two days. And we did we did a bunch of stuff together. So we have a, a content coming down the pipe as well, because uh, we got some practice rounds in with my, my first round ever with the Lone Star Discs. And then... Uh, just me practicing with some of the different different molds specifically. And uh, we're going to create an in the bag as well. So uh, I've been super excited to see how, how enthusiastic they are to like content create with me because mm-hmm. uh, it is so much fun to, to make stuff and it, it takes a lot of effort. And there's just been like this huge learning curve and, and making all these things. So they're, they're willing to go through all of that with me. And I met, a bunch of community members uh, in the Conroe area, which is just north of Houston. And that's mm-hmm. the headquarters location. 
And so I went to a putting league. I went to the uh, private course that has like a glow, a glow league round on Thursday nights. And mm-hmm. I met uh, Andy Lehman Young and she's uh, a Hall of Famer, a disc golf Hall of Famer. And she currently runs the disc golf Hall of Fame. Very so cool. they have, they have really uh, standout community members and just everyone in general was just excited to see me all week. And I was like, wow, I feel like a celebrity here. <laughs> it's like the most I've ever felt. Yeah. Like, and you're, their pre- <laughs> you're their premier pro, right? Yeah. I mean, as far as uh, name recognition, for sure. We have uh, two, uh, I have two teammates last year. So when I went out to, uh, on tour last year, I met Seth Talbot and Tanner uh, Gerard, and they are my now teammates. And so they'll be touring this year too, along with a couple other MPO players. So I am super excited uh, to be their uh, premier touring FPO player. And they've really put me a, put me on a in a place to succeed with the 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 deal they signed with me and with the amount of backing they're giving me on these community outreach efforts that mm-hmm. I have planned for this year. So it was a win all a win win all around. I mean I, I couldn't be more happy it with sounds, everything that's happened these past couple weeks. It sounds like you're very well received if everyone came out and just was ready to engage and create and start building something together with you, right? Yeah. I mean, some of them said that they've like known me since like, you know, at some point last season, they, they started following me and I was like, okay, okay. This is cool. People, people know what I'm about. So <laughs> and of course, we're so happy to have you on team OTB. So of course, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll be, uh, we'll be backing you up and then we'll be out supporting you on the road as Stanley and I are out there doing the road show. So we'll be I'm I'm like the van life is gonna be real. All the, all the hangs. We're gonna do right. all the hangs. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh we're gonna talk about your your morning routine, but we're on the Lone Star Lone Star kind of topic and I have you've been throwing the mockingbird, right? That one's we, so pretty. We like that one. That's yes. a fairway? It's a flippy fairway. I can throw it uh, on a full turnover line, on flip-ups, um, and uh, I've been mostly using it um, for my forehands, uh, which is not typical because it's because it's understable. You know, less people are more are uh, going to be forehanding it, but mm-hmm. I've been forehanding it a lot since I'm forehand dominant in the woods, and that's mostly what I've been practicing the past week. And getting it for like kind of flip shots with the with the flick, or still relying on just a little Heiser flip and then coming back. Are you turning it over? Um, most of the time, I can either Heiser flip it through a straight corridor, or uh, there's there's baby flex lines that I've thrown it on. Um, and then when I put the most power on it, it's for the full turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. But you're liking the integrity of that flight. Yes. In the Bravo plastic and the Glow plastic, so there's Alpha, Bravo, Glow, and Victor. Yeah, this and one's Glow. Well, this is Bravo, and this feels like yeah. this is flexy. It's a little flexy, and that yeah. tends to be more stable than the Alpha plastic. The Alpha plastic is more stiff and and a little less stable. And yep, then the Glow, what... the Glow is the most gummy, and depending on the run, it could be really gummy or just 
slightly gummy and mm-hmm. uh, that tends to be a touch more stable than the Bravo, but it's about the same as the Bravo in stability. And so do, do I have this right? Lone Star was in plastic manufacturing and then now has ventured into disc golf? Yes. So the owner is Terry Dillard and uh, his first company is Lone Star Molding. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with Lone Star Molding, they've been in the plastics industry for a long while. Um, I've heard uh, 50 years from one of my teammates. So wow. uh, the reason some of their plastic just looks and feels so good is because they just have that industry knowledge. Um, which isn't isn't widely known. So I'm hoping that you know part of me being on the team is is yeah. growing that brand recognition and and uh, and highlighting how good their plastic really is. I mean, I've showed my friends back in Georgia already, and they're they're wanting me to to get my shipment of of discin that I'm going to sell so that they can buy from me. <laughs> uh, I think I have another one that you're getting fond of. It's the curl. So check that out. Little that thing. Kind of a lake show, lake show curl. This is an alpha plastic. Again, a little stiffer. It feels like it would hold up, but yeah, nice. The plastic looks and feels good on these Lone Star discs. Yeah, all of their plastic is 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 durable. Even the Victor plastic, which is their softer putting plastic, it has a lot of of durability in it. I played with two jackrabbits uh, on Tuesday at a putting league. Mm-hmm. And we were outside on gravel and concrete the whole night. And my putters look barely like used. Sure. Right. So they're, they're holding up and not getting too, too worn in. Yeah. That's good yeah. to know, especially for that base plastic, which you want to kind of get that, you know, a little bit of a bruisedness almost, but not yeah. too scuffed See, up. I, I use this. I use it for like two hours on Tuesday night in the ground. And like, Micro bead. Well, it has yep. a bead. Yep. Definitely a bead. And so you can still throw an open bag uh, with the Lone Star sponsorship, but you're going to be using that as your main putter. Yes. Uh huh. I'm. Uh, they have ten molds right now, and they're planning to come out with more this year. And I. I mean, I. I'm a hundred percent bought in, so I'm only throwing Lone Star right now. And okay, I'm, so I'm going to make be... it. I'm just going to make it work however I can because I. I just believe in the brand so much that I. That's I would... great. <laughs> I'm hopeful that they come out with some of these new molds that are, are in the works soon because they are very exciting. Uh, and so um, for now, I, I have my Lone Star disc. I'll, I'll put some backups in there that, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. aware, with, aware of, especially because Las Vegas challenge is so windy. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's going to be some situations where I know I'm going to want to throw a shot that, uh, that gets me there. And um there's there's definitely gaps in my bag right now, but that's that's why they're working on those other molds. So I'm excited. Very, very cool. And then we'll have to get that. Uh, I heard a rumor of a Leah Winogeny. Uh, <laughs> so we need to. I think oh we my god! Well, it's gonna be on the midi. The Winogeny. Okay, I'm glad I I'm glad I did I did the win the witty. <laughs> midi. <laughs> midi. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was the one. it. Caught my eye definitely when they came in. We've had we've been stocking Lone Star for a little while now. And, that's uh, my main. That's my main mid range right now. I'm I'm trying to learn the harpoon, but that one's my main one. And then this is was just my favorite stamp. I had to pick one of these up for myself <laughs> for the old. That uh, one's, that's the glow plastic. That's that one's sweet. Yeah, and I I mean I gotta I gotta shout out their glow plastic. It's it's comparable to the Casaplast and. 
and what people think of for like the uh, MVP 2.0. And it, it stays glowing. I played a glow round last night with them. Mm -hmm. and it, it glows well. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I wanted to say about the curl is that's my main driver. That, right. that one's going to be my main driver. It, it flies somewhere, somewhat like a Shrike kind of okay. thing about it. It's not, it's not, it doesn't quite turn as quickly. Uh, so mm -hmm. I've, it really gives me those full flex lines just because I, I can put more snap on it without uh, turning it over as easily. That's awesome. Uh, there's another new addition to your touring family. And it's, I think we're, you want to, you want to debut? Do you have a, we have a pick? We have the keys. Lucky Van. Lucky Van is joining the crew. Oh, I knew it was a Transit Connect. The paperwork. The paperwork. <laughs> yes, it's a Transit Connect XLT. Her name is Lucky. Okay, it's the 2011 Transit Connect. <laughs> Little lady. Uh, XLT. Yes. And so she uh, has a, a seven on the back left side of her because she was the number seven van in the fleet of cars she originally came and then jim bonnet from from that company and he tours the country as an accent and dialect coach so oh, speech he went <laughs> yeah so he went around as a as a professor recording different dialects and accents um uh for for uh research purposes and such and that just was very intriguing to me as someone that uh, has worked in like reading and reading comprehension and language. So uh, he's very interesting. He, he trains actors um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, his wife is an actress. And so they just got a cool little setup going on. They were on the road all together last year mm -hmm. in the, in Lucky. So uh, she's she's seasoned. She knows she knows how to take care of people, and uh, I'm excited to be touring around with her. <laughs> well, you know, you, you haven't really broken a van in until you got a hundred k on it, and so it, I'm sure that she's well over that, and it'll be exciting. It looks like it's perfect for definitely for one person. If two people were using it, that's kind of yeah, even better, even better news. And he's, have and he's six two, and she was taller than me, so. <laughs> Wow. If they can make it work, I can. <laughs> that, that XLT must really add a little bit of space. Yeah, um, they cut. They custom built the shelves and everything, so they really made it so that it it doesn't overwhelm the space, and mm -hmm. so it it does feel spacious inside. That's cool. So you'll be able to have your hopefully some touring discs to sell and some a little bit of merch, and then all your personal gear, and then be ready to. To rock and roll. Okay, so let's talk about this. Last year, again, no stranger to travel. You were kind of flying out. You were renting cars. You were just making it work, sort of. After after my yeah, after my car got totaled. Mm. So when did, <laughs> when did the car get totaled? At Deglow. So that was like in July, I think, oh, or wow. August. Yeah, I think that was August. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the rest of the season I was dealing with not having a vehicle, <laughs> unless yeah. I got to use. Yeah, I for some of the tour, Josh like for the last month of tour, Josh was was with me because he had uh, a whole month of work off. So that was that made the last 
leg of the season easier, but in between August and the last leg, it was hard. Shout out Josh, uh, number five in this year's debut uh, caddy rankings. So he, he really had a really strong performance through the last third of the season last year. He did. And, um, yeah, I, I haven't seen the exact numbers. I feel like he, he's hovering right around five. Um, <laughs> so very exciting stuff there for Josh. And yeah, he's not be... a very social media oriented person. So I'm trying to up his content game. I follow him. <laughs> <laughs> he he does there. a really good job of liking and interacting with with my posts and other posts. So he Maybe his some, presence is known. He just needs to post more. <laughs> he could do some disc retrieval uh, tutorials, maybe. Yeah, and then and then he skyrockets to one from there. I know. He, again, he, it's we. I I know that the the judging committee looks at the total package. It's about performance. Okay, what about outfit game? What if I convince him? Well. To, Sarah Hokum's caddy, who we're still there. waiting, we're still waiting on uh, the gentleman's name. Sarah Hokum's caddy, uh, he Jim. was rocking Jim. He was no, rocking, wait, that's no. yeah, that's Justin. That's uh, Gigi's. Yeah. crap. Oh man, this is. But he was is... rocking the onesie. He had like the masters style onesie, and that really jumped him into the top ten at the it end of last did. year. And this is tragic that I am not. His name has escaped me. I mean, it has been a really long week. I'm a brain is pretty much fried because I stayed up till 4 a.m. But uh, yeah, no, when his his name comes to me in about one hour, I'm going to uh, shout an ex-bid uh, name at you. Okay. <laughs> I'll pick, psychically, we'll, I'll pick up on that. It's going to be a voice message. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. We'll know it's authentic then. Uh, okay, so you'll have a totally different approach this year. You're going to be living out of the van. What do you do to start off your day now this off season? Because again, you kind of haven't slowed down. You've been playing regularly, you know, throughout the week. You've been getting your weeklies in, playing a couple tournaments. What What do you like to do? You're You're ready to go when you wake up, right? Yes. So I'm a morning person. It's no problem for me to get up. Um, I really like to. Uh, most of the time, I try to get out of bed to stretch, but sometimes I just stretch in bed, and so. <laughs> I'll stretch go. in bed. It's like it's like yoga light, you know. It's not like a full yoga, mm. uh, you know, routine. But I'll do yoga light, and then uh, I have to drink a lot of water, just because mm -hmm. drinking water is one of my weaknesses. I just don't. It's not in my brain to do it, even though I've been doing it my whole life. And so uh, I I make myself probably drink at least a full bottle of water, like just like a uh, you know, 20 ounce bottle of water. And then uh, that kick starts everything, you know, in the yep. body. And so uh, once I am on my phone for probably about like maybe 10 to 20 minutes, uh, just uh, getting things, uh, you know, arranged as far as social media interactions and talking to friends and uh, saying hi to my sister and, uh, all those things. Um, then I try to do uh, visualization exercises. Uh, be, by the time that it's a tournament round, I have my full game plan. Uh, mm -hmm. When I have my full game plan, I just kind of run through an entire round in my head and what a, a really good round looks like to me. So um, I just play a good round of golf in my head and then I try to get to the course about 
not quite like the ideal time is an hour before tea time because I don't do a full hour warm up and then it's it so in that about. in that visualization are you talking about for the round that you're about to play or do you just yes. kind of in, yeah yeah so you've you've yeah. already kind of mapped out you know where you're going to be whether it's oh, okay I'm playing at this local course tomorrow so I know the holes or I've had my practice round and now I'm really getting my game plan together to yeah approach that day yes and then um and I've kind of between I, I might start doing both but when I didn't do a full round visualization that exercise probably only takes about five or ten minutes the other thing I like to do that only takes about ten minutes is um, uh, there's just like random medicine, uh, apps that are geared towards sports mm -hmm. and so I'll go through a, a meditation with um, you know just whatever voice actor is going through the meditation um, so I do that and it's specifically tailored towards like athletics. So that part is really cool. Um, I do like both of them. So I might try to do both, but um, last season I kind of just picked one or the other. And when I get to the, um, when I get to the courses is, is really when, and um, that uh, is led a lot of the times um, by uh, uh, Seth Muncy. Mm -hmm. Disc golf strong. <laughs> Shout out Seth. We're def definitely definitely like working awesome. with him this year. And uh, I was doing his exercises all through COVID. It was just a nice again. It's a nice balance of light stretching and a little bit of strength building and core stuff. And uh, again, with fine tuning intended for disc golf. So, shout out Seth. Yes. Yes. So, so you're, uh, you, yeah, you're working out your brain. You're getting your body going, but definitely a lot of mental preparation happening, which is oh, yeah. important. Yeah, that was that was one of the first unique compliments I got um, getting into the sport was my mental game, which wasn't really a. I didn't think it was a one to one translation from Ultimate, but it it's honestly where I got it from is just everything mm -hmm. I've done through Ultimate. Um. Coming from that ultimate background, competition was no issue. And so you were kind of ready and you knew how to prepare your your body and your mind to get ready to compete. Yes, for sure. And uh, and just like being able to um, just like control what I can control and, and regulating my emotions um, because I am a cancer. So I have a lot of emotions all the time. And so I've got, gotten pretty good at regulating them. And in the moment and around, you know, I can, I can let go of something more easily than uh, I think a lot of people can. And so I think that's just one of my strengths as a player is just, you know, trying to be that rock for myself. Yeah, it's so important because you can see how when frustration takes over, it can just not only disrupt your round that day, but it can sink your whole tournament. And again, still like it's growing and things are good, but that can be a big financial impact too, which of mm -hmm. course is part of it as we're being pros out there. Yeah. So it's coming up the big season. You've got the van. You ready for van life? You're a coffee person. You kind of mentioned coffee earlier. Is it coffee versus tea? It's both. <laughs> it's, all the, it's all the caffeine. You're not afraid of it. Yes. 
I love I love coffee probably more in the morning and then tea more in the afternoon evening. I think that's the wiser uh, path, but sometimes <laughs> I just really want a coffee at like nine o'clock at night and <laughs> just wreck my whole my whole evening. Uh, Leah, I don't I don't know if caffeine does anything for me honestly. I think it's just a placebo, and I like the taste. I still usually just fall asleep. It's just you know, more of a stomach thing with the coffee. I think. Um, I was going to ask you, what was the first time you flew on an airplane? Well, it would have been when I was little, like a baby. Oh yeah. I, I know you've racked up many frequent flyer miles <laughs> since then. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. My dad was in the Navy. So my mom flew me out, uh, when I was a baby to China. Oh wow. So I've been to Hong Kong, but I haven't been since I was a baby. Uh, same with the Philippines. I haven't been there since I was little. Um, so again, so, travel is just in your in your blood. Yep. And I lived abroad for uh, Israel, and I flew back and forth between Atlanta and Israel probably like three times over the course of a year. And then uh, really, my mom started working for Delta, and so that's when my jet-setting habit truly mm. started. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, kind of a, that's kind of a nice... Uh, perk of having a family member who's in the airline industry, right? Yep. That's 12 years of me jumping on a plane on a whim. <laughs> there she goes again. Uh, okay. <laughs> Leah, this has been great. I know I like to catch up with you at least once a week because you become a good friend and it's great that disc golf has, you know, made that happen. So shout out disc golf. Uh, anything else you'd like to mention before we, uh, we sign off? Um, I am really looking forward to some of these friends that I've made online that last year, maybe some of them I did get to see, but there's a lot of people that I've been friends with since last year that I didn't get to see on some of these tour stops. So it's really cool to see that we're going to the Southeast for uh, champions cup. If I can get into that and for uh, open at Tallahassee, um, and, you know, we have Music City open earlier in the season this year. So mm -hmm. uh, just going to the different regions of the country and seeing some of these friends that I've made that are only online interactions so far. And, uh, you know, all of these people are, you know, really cool as far as I can tell, because I've never had a bad experience transitioning from online to in-person friendship. Uh, so this is this is definitely going to be a big year for me as far as meeting people goes. I, my friends like to say that I'm like a specific dog named Bowie who wants to just be friends with everyone. And so me and Bowie are kindred spirits in that we just want to be friends with everyone. So uh, I'm definitely trying to meet a lot of new people this year that I either have interacted with before or haven't. And will Vegas be your first stop? Yes, I'll do Vegas. And then I'll go into that uh, three stop uh, in Texas swing. So that'll That's be right. cool to see. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you on the road. We're excited to see what you do on and off the course this year. As always, Leah, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for joining me here on Morning Round. Thank you all so much. I'm just happy to see your faces. <laughs> hey, we're happy to be here. Hey, it's Purple Friday. Go out and celebrate. Go bang some chains. It's the OTB Podcast Network. You've been listening to Leah Sinagini. I'm Greggy Biscuits. Bye. Peace.
Thanks, Stanley. Thanks, Stanley.